Hi, everybody. Welcome to the It's a Girl's Life podcast. Sarah and I have a really cool episode for today because I'm going to be in the hosting chair and talking to Sarah and Jenny, two coaches, four team girls, about what it means to be a coach, what coaching really is, coaching versus therapy, what are some of the topics they talk and teach mostly to teen girls, and all of that good stuff. So I'm really excited to be talking with both of them today. And I wanted to ask you guys, Sarah and Jenny, how are you guys really doing? Great question. Yes, such a good question. <laughs> um, I'll go first. Uh, this is Coach Sarah. How am I really doing? Um, I feel energized because I get to be on this podcast and talk about what I do, which is, you know, my passion. So I feel energized. Also tired because it's Thursday. It's been a long week, very busy. I have a lot of coaching clients, um, just like Charlotte seniors deciding about college and future plans. So I've been very busy, um, coaching. So a little bit drained in that way, but also energized because I get to come on the podcast. How about you, Jenny? How are you really doing? I am doing really well. I've kind of stumbled into this place in my life where a lot of past seeds that I've been watering and tending to in the garden of my life have been blossoming. And so it's been really cool. I feel energized as well, seeing things blossom in the way that they have been. But then I love how you are keeping it real, Sarah. And to, to keep it real, I have been a little challenged with sleep this week as I'm dealing with some stuff with my elderly chihuahua and her health. So it is definitely interesting when life throws you those curveballs. but the cool thing is being able to navigate our journeys and connect and, um, you know, uplift each other and get through those things together. Awesome. I really like how you had the whole plant metaphor growing with life. I'm a nature girl. It comes naturally. (laughs) And Sarah, I feel that with the being tired and also energized at the same time because it's also been a long week for me as well. Um, But I'm really curious, tell us about your guys' teen girl life. What were you guys like when you were teens? What were you interested in? Do you remember like any of your future dreams? I just think it's always cool because a lot of our listeners are teens. So it's cool to hear that behind the scenes story. Yeah, absolutely. I, again, this is Coach Sarah. Um, I saw, I actually talk about this a lot because when I work with new, new clients, I really give them a screenshot into, remember I was once a teen as well. So I get it. I mean, the, the dynamic has changed or just the life of a teenager these days is different than when I was a teen, but overall, I do think it's a lot of the same issues and struggles. So when I was a teenager, not shocking, I was very outgoing definitely extroverted, love meeting new people, um, joined every club in high school. I love just being involved in things. Thankfully, back when I was a teen, joining clubs wasn't just for the purpose of your college um, application process. It was truly like, because you wanted to be a part of it. So I'm so thankful for that. I was like in the Latin club <laughs> and DECA, which was like the business club and key club. Um, so I just was really involved in school. I loved going to school. I loved I had friends and all different. Um, I was, you know, very 
diversified, I guess you could say with friends. So I had friends in clubs. I had friends because I was an athlete. I loved all my teachers. I still keep in touch with most of my teachers from high school, um, which makes people laugh because again, but they're not surprised because I was just like that person that was very, um, you know, involved. I also feel like I, from a personal standpoint, um, I did feel intimidated in high school by boys. I had a lot of guy friends, but I never had like a boyfriend. I felt very shy in that respect. So um, I think I had more confidence with my friendships and involvement in school, but I definitely was more shy around boys and just felt like a late bloomer in that area. And, um, but yeah, overall, I would say I was a pretty happy, happy teen, very outgoing. But again, that's when I started to notice some perfectionism in my life as a teenager. So I was very hard on myself. A lot of people wouldn't know that from the outside, but I really had high standards for myself and constantly felt like I needed to lose weight or do better in this. And that was really just self-imposed. Um, again, thankfully there was no social media. I can't imagine I would have been a basket case. I would have needed a team life coach for sure, because it would have been just like compacted if social media was there. So outside, definitely happy and confident, but did have internal struggles with constantly wanting to be better. So I love yeah. that because it shows like oh, two aspects. Continue. Absolutely. No, I was just gonna say in my interest, you said about like future plans. Yeah. Um, I had always loved sports growing up and I was really, uh, I had this idea in my head that I was going to make the first woman owner of like an NBA team. Cause I played basketball. Oh, yeah. So cool. And I, I wanted to go into like sports and just crush that industry. Um, so that was what I talked about a lot. And I always talked about communications, but I didn't even know what that meant. I just was like, someday I'm going to live in Boston and own a communications company. And I had no idea what that really meant, but <laughs> always definitely saw myself in like a big role. Like I was either owning an MBA team, CEO of a communications company. So I was definitely girl boss energy, um, which is great looking back on. I look back on that and I have videos of myself, like saying that on our graduation tape. And I love the confidence that I exuded. It's fun to, to think back on. Yeah. I love that. Jenny, share with us about you. What were you like as a teen girl? I love that too. Coach Jenny here. And um, let's see where to begin. I know as a young teen, I was still really into nature, like being outside, going to the beach, bodyboarding because surfing didn't exactly work for me and like my weight and trying to duck dive under waves and um, just being with friends and... I really enjoyed um, like self-discovery. I, I was always very, I lacked in confidence when I was a young teen. And I think I was a late bloomer too. So when it came to like dating boys in middle school and even in high school, I, I like Sarah had that confidence that came from self-discovery and then like friendships and not so much in the boy department. Um, but I would say that I was very creative. Like there were certain things that I loved to do, like make videos with my dad's camcorder and like edit them and do routines and skits with my friends. And it's interesting because like back then, if, you know, my parents would have been like aware of something like coaching, um, I know that they would have totally jumped on it 
in getting me in a place where I could really discover like what I was really good at and what niche I could explore like for future. I think I might have been in videography or something if I would have explored <laughs> certain things that I really loved to do. And it, those things came back later in life. But I would say um, as I grew up into an older teen, I was always intuitive and self-aware. Um, I actually didn't like reading as much when I was younger as I do now or as I have over the past, say, like five to 10 years, but I did have certain books that I would find that I would read that really resonated on a soul level. And I didn't even know what that was back then, or even what intuition was. I just knew internally, like when I heard something that, that really hit differently, I was like, Ooh, that like, that's something that I know. And a lot of those concepts really followed me through my older years as a teen and into college, like decisions I made where I grew up on the Outer Banks of North Carolina. Mm -hmm. So like very small vacation town. I had to drive an hour to go to high school. Um, it was a very small class. So it was like a lot of things I struggled with were, you know, things with friends and boys, like you've got such a small group of people so when it comes to like dating the most popular boys that are out there like having the most the best friends you're limited so mm -hmm. I like in terms of friends I was like Sarah I was I had many friends in different groups I wasn't like the most popular but I also wasn't like I wasn't the complete introverted like in the mm -hmm. corner kind of girl I, uh, I I considered myself an extroverted introvert like once I learned mm. what those two words were, I didn't know for a while. And then I learned what those words meant. And I, I often referred to myself as that, but yeah, I would just say, I really always followed my intuitive hits and that led me to like, to where I went to college and then transitioning to a different college and exploring what I wanted to do. I just wasn't sure in those early years, what I wanted to do, um, and I really listened to myself and I was big into visioning. I always had a vision of something bigger, something more. And I had no idea what that even meant because I grew up on basically a barrier island. I just knew there was something more from me. And every time I followed my inner no, it's like it just revealed itself to me. And that's how I landed my like dream college job. So I guess my teen years would end there. Wait, I, I want to know, where did you go to college the first time and the second time? And also, what was your dream college job? Sure. So I went my first year, I went to Meredith College, which is an all girls private college in North mm -hmm. Carolina. And so like leaving high school, I was like, OK, like I had a best friend that wanted to go to Meredith as well. And we were like, you know what? it'll be really cool to show up in our pajamas and have small classes and not have to worry about getting ready and wearing makeup. And then we can worry about like the boys across the street at NC State later on when we get all pretty and go out. Um, but you know what, it was interesting. I, I ended up, it didn't end up being exactly what I had envisioned it would be, but then things shifted and I ended up transferring to Fairleigh Dickinson University in North Jersey. So a small um, university. 
And I, during college, it was like, what do I want to major in? And, my, and originally I majored in uh, international business and minored in Spanish because I had like big dreams for myself in those two departments. And when I transferred schools and realized that it was going to be like a lot more time for me to get both of those under my belt, um, I decided to just do a business management, like a Bachelor of Science mm -hmm. in Business Management because it was broad and I knew I wouldn't have to make like a serious decision on an exact niche. I just knew I didn't want to be like a scientist or an accountant or something like that. Um, and I don't know, it was like the more I explored, the more I discovered certain things that really spoke to me. And one of those things that spoke to me and stuck with me was pharmaceutical sales. I was like, okay, you get the car, you get the expense account, you get mm -hmm. like, you know, all of this help and support to run your own business and not have to work out of an office. So I was like, I was set on that and everything I did and every vision I had was for that. And I ended up serendipitously landing a job in pharma sales straight out of college without a biology degree or any of that stuff. So that was really cool. Wow. I love how you told the story about like going to one college and then switching because it was not what you you thought you wanted something and then you realized it was something different and then you're able to switch to be able to get what you wanted. I think like change needs to be more normalized in a way. Um, and like changing how you feel about something also needs to be more normalized. I would love to know about how both of you guys got interested in coaching and what really was the journey like of becoming a coach. Sarah, if you want to answer first and then Jenny can go. Yeah, sure. Um, so when I got into coaching, so I started coaching about 10 years ago and coaching was still very new. It was kind of like, is that a real thing? Is, you know, is it, is this like a real career? Like I remember when I got my certification through a program called Teen Wisdom, um, even like my parents were super supportive because they always have been to, for me and my dreams, but they were like, is that, is this a real thing? Is this like a hobby? Like what is a coach? So now fast forward 10 years, coaching is so much more respected and uh, common. So I love that I've seen the journey just with the profession over the past 10 years. Um, I personally getting into it, um, I started, uh, I've had like a billion careers, but how the transition to coaching, I was doing personal training for high school kids in New Jersey um, and I was working with all high school athletes and what happened is as I'm training them and like telling them what to do for their body, they're opening up and just sharing, oh, today at school is so hard. There's this kid and, or my teacher or, and the part that I liked the most and felt so honored was that I got to hold space for them to share their life. And I would give, you know, advice or just listen, um, and I forget who told me, but they were like, that's kind of what a coach does. You should look into that because as much as I like the physical aspect of making them strong, I was really drawn more to the emotional um, and personal development part. So that's when I found Teen Wisdom, went through the certification program, uh, had that, you know, Jenny mentioned the intuition feeling, and that's how I felt doing the program. I was just like, wow, this is what I meant to do. It felt so natural. I was so drawn to teenagers because I feel like I've mentioned this before with you, Charlotte, on the inside, I just feel like I'm still a teen. I just relate mm -hmm. more to that 
generation than I do even like adults. Um, and I feel like it's such a crucial time in life that having mentors and coaches different than like your parents is so important to, um, you know, we'll use Jenny's analogy, blossom into the person you're meant to be. Um, I think, you know, the teenage experience kind of like paves the path of like your future, like what you're going to do and what you go through. I think it's so monumental. So I felt discovering that coaching was the right career for me. And then the niche of working with teens, young women, um, again, it just felt intuitively right. And then I've spent the last 10 years navigating the coaching world with clients and programs and how the career has changed. Um, but yeah, that's kind of how I got into it. I love that. I love hearing about that. Jenny, why don't you tell us a little bit about your coaching experience and how you kind of got involved and why you became interested? Sure, of course. And I love how Sarah said that that journey of in your teenage years, that journey is really what shapes you into who you become. But that even more interesting that I found on my journey, which is, has come so serendipitously with with me connecting with Sarah, uh, is that my journey is like, has been a really long journey from teenage to like only, you know, two years ago is when I got into coaching. So it's been really interesting to see not only as me and Sarah have been embarking on this journey together, see how long and consistent that this journey uh, in coaching has been for her, but then also like acknowledge in myself that even though I haven't been coaching for 10 years, that there are so many crucial like learnings, teachings, and wisdom gems that came to me over the years of my journey that led me to coaching that really made me equipped in this space. Um, So I would say, so two years ago, I embarked on my coaching journey. The way I got started was I had gone through so many different transitions in life and worked so many different jobs. Um, Like I did, I'm a certified yoga teacher. And then when I graduated from my yoga program, I actually went through a training for teaching kids yoga. And then I served on the board for a nonprofit that teaches yoga to youth in crisis. So I really like got in touch with that side of me that, you know, the side of me that loved sitting at the kids table more than I liked sitting at the adults table. I like Sarah really resonate with that. Like she said, it's like, I feel like internally I'm still very much a teen. So being able to be an adult and absorb wisdom and like really complex concepts and then deliver them in an easily understandable way, that was my total cup of tea um, when it came to yoga, because it's like breath work and just being able to teach, you know, a, a youth in crisis, you know, a girl or a boy that it lives in a foster home or is in a juvenile detention center, like how to calm their mind by simply just grounding into the moment taking a deep breath in, being really mindful and intentional. It is amazing the impact that these little tools make. So I was doing yoga for youth and I was finding that I wasn't making the money that I really envisioned myself to make. Uh, I was chasing a lot of classes and involved in a lot of really amazing and fulfilling things, working like a, a million different jobs at the same time, feeling burnt out, 
um, there were many other jobs that, you know, I worked up until that point, but that's what really got like my heart back into working with youth. And then over the years moving and transitioning, I was in a job that I really didn't enjoy. And I was finding that in that job, like working, sometimes your friendship group is the people that you work with. And those people I really didn't resonate with. It's like, you know, they liked to stay and like drink and party and like they weren't really health conscious. And I was in a different place, finding myself in a different place. And so I started exploring different programs. Um, and actually it just kind of found me. It's a subconscious reprogramming, like spiritual coaching type mastermind call program that I joined into. And I really came into this understanding of this idea of being connected in community with like-minded women. It's all women, entrepreneurs, like badass ladies that were all crushing it in life in their careers and their jobs. And either they were coaches or they ran a business where coaching could really help what they were doing. And so that was my first introduction into coaching. I was like so intrigued by it. And I never knew that coaching could actually be a job. And like, I told my parents all about it. And of course, like Sarah was saying, you know, my parents too have been so supportive of me and my dreams, but they've always been like, just, you know, before you follow this, just make sure you really look into, you know, is, is this the program that you want to go through? And so what I did was I, you know, I was like, do I want to be like a spiritual subconscious coach? Is that my niche? Like, I don't know. It's like going to coaching college and trying to figure out what your niche is. And that led me to the coaching school I went to. I went to IPEC and it is a international coaching like college, you could say. And I decided to take my classes in New York City. And the last end of it, I actually, it was when COVID just hit. So I had to do it all online. It was like 30 hours of online classing, um, which was interesting, but really cool. And I learned so much and it, it impacted my life in ways just that really shifted the trajectory of the past two years and then being able to come in connection with Sarah and really like really settle into this niche like Sarah said it was just something where I was like I knew that I was made for this so it's it's just been a really long exciting journey and um and that's yeah that's my coaching journey I love that we can talk about how both of your journeys you know they didn't just start with like one day waking up and be like I'm going to be a coach and that is what I then going to start doing but how it really took some time to be able to figure out what you guys wanted to do and try, you had to try a lot of different things to be able to get to where mm -hmm. you are now which is always really good because we're always talking about like things take time and that needs to be talked about more especially for teens um Absolutely. so guys make sure to take that into consideration <laughs> because everything takes time if you really want something or if you're looking for something that will really be able to fill you up yeah I was I agree right. yeah and I think Charlotte have you seen on um Instagram or TikTok there's those infographics that say like what people think finding your career looks like and it has like point a to point b and that's like the oh, illusion yeah. where it's like yes. in reality it's like did, did, like going yep. circles like backtracking yes. up and like and that's I think what Jenny and I are both saying is you know just to re-emphasize for girls and teens as 
you guys are figuring out college and then next steps. It's not just a straight line that is, you know, oh, I'm going to do this and this is how it's going to happen. You have to be able to embrace the ups and downs and it's going to take a turn and then you have to choose this different road and just understanding that that is normal. And I think Charlotte, you can agree that almost every guest we've had on our podcast so far has really highlighted that it wasn't just like, oh, here's the beautiful, easy journey of how I got to be mm-hmm. the, you know, com- uh, CEO of this company. And they've really, I think, shown more of those gritty moments, right? That it's the behind the scenes and the actual uh, steps are not just one, you know, easy there. It's just, it can be messy and that's, that's okay. And that's typically when you know you're on the right track is when you're brave enough to like, kind of take those messy steps. Totally. Right. That's where I also think coaching can be so valuable because there are girls that really discover, like are really clear talking about Charlotte's of the world, like really clear and doing something really incredible at a young age. And I am only going to assume that that really like spearheaded itself when you probably got into coaching yourself. I know that, I think I know that you, you've been doing some coaching, right? Since you were young. Me? Yeah. I, I've talked to Sarah a few times, but no, I was never really into it at all. I think a lot of it just stemmed from like my own experiences and struggling with certain things. I don't know if it ever had a correlation with coaching because I started way before I ever met Sarah, but. That's really, well, that's, that's a really cool thing to like a trait to have at a young age. I know that I didn't have as much like clarity on what I wanted to do in the moment. And there's a lot of pressure, you know, there's a lot of side on that one thing, like maybe not necessarily as a young teen, but then once you start getting up there towards college, it's like, I need to decide on this one thing. And I feel like if I just knew, like I would read, you know, certain books, but nothing to the self self self-help extent of knowing that there was just so much more broader of like a picture out there and, and and that I didn't have to put myself in one box. It would have made things so much easier. Well, since we've been talking so much about coaching, but we haven't really defined it yet for people who are listening, why don't both you guys kind of tell us like, what is coaching? And then do a quick little like few pointers on like coaching versus therapy. Sure. Anyone can start. Yeah, if you Jenny, want to why don't you jump in? Yeah. Sure. Well, um, for me, like, Coaching, I would say in just really short terms would be, I consider it taking someone from functional to optimal instead of from dysfunctional to functional. So that brings in the difference between therapy and coaching is like a lot of times therapy is working on bringing someone from dysfunction to function, focusing on the past, you know, working on, on fixing things, trying to fix something working on, um, you know, trauma and um, it it could be really anything, uh, personality disorders, things of that sort. And then coaching is working on future-based goals, dreams, aspirations, taking inspired action, uh, having accountability, someone to, you know, help walk you through the steps of accountability. It's full support in the present moment. And it's really helping take girls from functional, functional to optimal. I love that. That makes it so much clearer in my brain of like how there's a difference and like 
health therapy is kind of the first part if you need to go and look back at time and figuring out like past issues you might have had with yourself. And then coaching is like, you're okay in most sense, but you want to like take yourself to that next step, like a higher branch of yourself, a higher version of yourself. Totally. Yeah, I would agree. I think Jenny did a great job. I really don't have much to add to it besides coaching has this beautiful aspect of partnership and accountability. So it's not, it comes from like the coach and the client are equal and versus therapy can be like the therapist is in charge. Again, both are great, but just so you know, the difference coaching is more of a partnership. Um, and the accountability piece is a lot of times as humans, we have all these goals and we have things we want to overcome. And the missing link is having someone to hold you accountable and be your cheerleader to keep going. Because as we know, any change we want to make takes consistency. Time. And time lots and lots and of time. Through. Yes. And so coaching provides that uh, accountability of, let's say, Charlotte, you know, you've had your different stuff you've worked on and you know, it's so much easier and helpful if you have someone holding you accountable and making sure you do show up for what you said you were going to do. Um, and that's where coaching is the perfect blend because it's, you know, it's your goals, but we get to be right there beside you, helping you with follow through and then celebrating your wins. Love that. Why don't, I would love to hear what you guys would say is like a takeaway or something that girls who are listening could implement to start living a life where they are the creators of their own stories. As that is like our mission here, it's a girl's life. Um, I just want to hear your guys' opinion on that. Yeah, for sure. I would say piggybacking off of some things we talked about earlier, the quickest way today to start living, uh, you know, life as the creator of your own story would be to really envision what that is. And, you know, whether you're sitting there in a moment, like you're sitting there right now and your shoulders are back and down and the crown of your head's to the sky and you're like pulling a string from your head to the crown, crown of your head to the sky, you might close your eyes or you might not. And you just take a really big breath into your belly intentional breath and breathe out really slowly and take in vision what you want your life to look like a week from now a year from now it doesn't have to be big it can be small and get specific really you know like you can think about tomorrow like how do you want to wake up how do you want to feel when you wake up what do you want to have for breakfast how do you want your day to go and just really creating a vision of exactly what you want. It's like putting in an order at a restaurant. Like when you go to a restaurant, you know, you're not, if you were really hungry and you want something, you're not going to be like, I don't know, just pick for me. It's like, it's just going to show this up. Before. I've heard yeah, this before. It's like right? the menu ordering trick of like manifesting or something. I don't know. Someone, yeah. someone. And it, and it sounds it. like woo woo, but it's not woo woo, like visioning and, and being like, I've heard you talk about it. Energy is everything. The energy that you put out there into the world so is true. what you will create. And that's also true for the energy that you like your thoughts, your thoughts are energy. And so when you fuel yourself with positive uplifting thoughts for the future, whether it's big or small, you're just helping yourself get into that frame of mind and really shift your belief that, you know, yeah, this is possible and you will be surprised at what the future brings. 
Yes. That was so good. Sarah, do you have anything That's awesome. to add? I feel like you always yes. have good tips with these. Well, and Charlotte, questions. I agree. I've read that too with the menu for manifestation where it is like Jenny said, it's you have thing. to actually, it's the thing because you have to choose what you want. So you have to order it. And then once you vision it, the second part that people talk about is you have to trust in the process. You don't go back in the kitchen and be like, oh, did you guys get my order? Are you making it? <laughs> okay. Is it, yes. is, it, is it done yet? That's like good the next point. part is I you have to, that. yeah, order it, trust it, take, like know that you have to take action, but like you have to also let go and allow, yes, um, which is so, so that's hard. Kind of, yeah. The analogy, because I've heard that one a couple of times. Um, let's see. I would say if girls today want to start being the creator of their own story, um, I honestly feel the number one aspect that I work on across the board for my clients, middle school, high school, college, young twenties is self-love and self-compassion. So I think it's having those practices in place and that being, it's a way of life. Um, and just discovering, you know, self-love can also be very trendy, but so it's really getting granular in how can I love myself more today? How can I remind myself that I'm worthy of these dreams? Like that I'm visioning as coach Jenny said, if you're doing all these things, you have to love yourself enough to go after those dreams and make it happen. And then the compassion part to be the creator of your own story is such a empowered statement. Although it also comes with the opposite side of like being your own best friend and your own biggest fan and having compassion in your life. So a lot of times girls will be like, I'm going to be the creator of my own story. I'm going to do this, this, and this. If it doesn't go right, then they go into, I suck. Everyone else is better. Yeah. And then you're creating that story for yourself. So I think the most empowering thing you can do with creating your story is self-love, compassion, um, yeah, just those practices. And I think we could even do a whole podcast on going into like what a self-love practice looks like on a daily basis yes. and with compassion. But I think that would be my, my tip. I love that. I, I think that's so like good to hear. Cause I, I've been like thinking a lot about this most recently, but like nothing will ever work unless you have a good relationship with yourself and like everything yes. you think about and react to is just like based on how you view yourself and how you view like your worth and what you say to yourself and even just like judging of other people or judging things you don't have or thinking you can't get it just because she has it it's like mm-hmm. all of that only is affected and it happens because you maybe are not feeling too good about yourself so it's Correct. really important to like support yourself so you can be able to, you know, no one really wants to be judging other people or being mean to other people out of jealousy and stuff like that. So like a lot of that stuff stem- stems from how you feel about yourself and are you f- fulfilling yourself in the best ways possible? Correct. Yeah. Anyways, so that's your responsibility. That's all of our responsibilities. Yes, it's a responsibility our to ourselves. Ourself. Right. Yep. Love that. So we did we did we got into so much good stuff today but yeah. I want all these girls to be able to continue to learn from both of you guys so girls get your phones ready and Sarah and Jenny why don't you tell us how we can continue to learn from both of you guys we do post a lot of self-love tips on our Instagram at the real girl lifestyle 
Um, so there's always, there's coaching tips and like we explain what coaching is, the difference between coaching and therapy. We try to touch on those topics. We offer a lot of self-love and self-care or like healthy, quick, healthy living tips. So you can definitely check those out there. And yes, <laughs> yeah. And we're actually in the process of yeah. redoing our website and our website is going to have a lot of freebies and Love it. downloadable tools that you can put into practice. So um, that's going to be the realgirllifestyle.com. Uh, otherwise, yeah, Instagram is our main uh, way of connecting. We are trying to be more active on TikTok. So that is also at the Real Girl Lifestyle. Yeah, we need to take some notes from Charlotte. Jenny's been testing the waters out, which is awesome. And yeah, our personal Instagram handles mine, Sarah Cooper Gregory, and Jenny is my coach, Jenny. Yes, ma'am. Correct. Yeah. So you can also find us there. Um, last but not least, I always want to make sure I emphasize girls, if you have other coaching questions that you didn't, you know, we didn't cover, or if you just want some advice, um, Jenny and I are both uh, here to serve and we're both givers. And so if you slide into our DMs, we will, you know, give you some, some on the spot coaching and or advice. Um, that's what I feel like we are meant to do here. And um, yeah, so I just want to emphasize, don't be, don't be shy. Uh, use us as a resource. And also Charlotte as well. She is great with that. And Charlotte, if you get any DMs at our It's a Girl's Life Warrior, you can also send those to us so we can make sure we answer. Yes. And I was just about to say, like, definitely go check out at The Real Girl's Lifestyle because they're posting so many good tips. Also, just emphasizing, like, we'll definitely need to do another episode and talk about more things with both of you guys and invite you back on because there's so much to talk about that we didn't get to get to different topics just like teen life and everything um but anyways don't forget to connect with us too at it's the girls life org to continue to learn more about what we're doing over there but oh yeah also subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already because then you won't have to be reminded every time through instagram when we post episodes um and then we'll just come to you so that's really good always keep it real guys and thank you sarah and jenny for coming on the pod Thank you for, for having, having us. Me. Bye. Bye, girls. Bye.